News out yesterday, Boeing laying off more than 6,000 employees this week as coronavirus pandemic hurts demand. Other news, Warren Buffett sold his airline stocks, yet airline stocks are coming back. What the heck is going on with airlines? What do you do if you're an airline employee? What do you do if you're an airline investor? All that with our friend David Stein from Money for the Rest of Us on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement outside of Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihi. And I'm David Stein, coming from Idaho. And the, the, which you recently got back to Idaho. So welcome back to the North Country, my friend. That's right. <laughs> this is Good the- be, we, we, we had four inches of snow on Memorial Day, so up at our cabin. That's a, it, so. So we had snow- uh, a week and a half ago, and it was 90 degrees yesterday. So who knows what's going on? Yeah, It's crazy. This is the show, guys, uh, the podcast that we do live on Facebook, and we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. Today, we're tackling one from CNBC. Not only do we read them like some podcasts do, but uh, David and I are going to dive into how these affect your wallet, what you can do to invest, save, and pay down debt more effectively. And if that's not enough, at the end of the show, we'll share a big idea that you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day. And all in less than 20 minutes. Today's show is brought to you by Acre Trader, investing in farmland simplified. Uh, Mark Twain said, buy land, they're not making it anymore. And what we've seen during the downturn is, of course, while things are uncertain in commercial real estate, things are pretty much the same in farmland, which is exactly what we hoped for and expected. So for more, head to acretrader.com forward slash MWF. That's acretrader.com forward slash MWF for money with friends and, uh, and check it out. There's an explainer video and there's a lot more to learn. We'll talk about them a little bit later, but right now it's alumni week on the show. And I thought with things kind of being up in the air as much as they are, and as uh, much as I think we need to talk about investing as we do, there's one gentleman I enjoy talking about investments and investment strategy, maybe more than anybody else. And it's my friend, David Stein from Money for the Rest of Us. How are you, dude? I'm well. It's good to be here. Thanks is, for having me back. Well, and I'm, I'm so glad you could be here. So for the three people that don't know what you do at Money for the Rest of Us, uh, give everybody a little taste of it. Sure. It's, it's a podcast. been doing it for almost six years, well, actually six years now. It's on money, how it works, how to invest it, and how to live without worrying about it. It is, it is fun. I love David's ability to tell a story. And today we're going to tell a story of airlines. And uh, I remember... By the way, David, before we kick this off, I remember um, Warren Buffett telling a story once saying, if if I ever talk about investing in an airline, tell me to take two aspirin and, and go to bed and we'll talk about it in the morning. Yet he did go back and now he's uh, pulled his money out. So that's interesting. David and I are going to talk about that and much more news out of Boeing. But first, let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. P.E. ratios, stock purchase plans, we must be preparing for another episode of Money with Friends. All right, today's piece comes to us from CNBC. As I said earlier, it's written by Leslie Josephs. Let's dive into it. Boeing laying off more than 6,000 employees this week as coronavirus pandemic hurts demand. Uh, Leslie writes, uh, Boeing is planning to lay off more than 6,000 employees this week in an effort to slash costs as the coronavirus pandemic continues to devastate the air travel and aerospace industries. Aircraft manufacturers 
manufacturer previously said it's seeking to reduce its headcount by 10% through voluntary and involuntary separations from the company. Boeing said in its 2019 annual report that it had more than 160,000 employees. Uh, quote, following the reduction in force announcement we made last month, we've concluded our voluntary layoff program, CEO David Calhoun said in a note to employees. Now we've come to the unfortunate moment of having to start involuntary layoffs. We're notifying the first 6,770 of our U.S. team members this week that they will be affected. Thousands of other employees will be laid off over the next few months, and 5,520 other Boeing employees have been approved for voluntary separation, Boeing said. David? I wish there was some other way, Calhoun said. For those of you who are notified, I want to offer my personal gratitude for the contributions you have made to Boeing, and I wish your families the very best. The virus has driven down demand for air travel, hurting the airline and leasing customers Boeing relies on. Airlines are posting their first losses in years, and the virus has sapped demand for new planes, a trend that is affecting both Boeing and its main rivals, Europe's Airbus. The pandemic is an additional crisis for Boeing. The company had already been struggling with the aftermath of two crashes of its 737 MAX planes that killed 346 people. The jetliners, Boeing's most populous plane, has been grounded worldwide since shortly after the second crash, an Ethiopian airplane in, airlines plane in March 2019. Now cancellations are being, of Boeing orders are piling up. Last month, Boeing raised $25 billion in its largest ever debt sale to help it weather the downturn a sum that it said allowed it to forgo federal aid. Boy, there is a ton going on here, and I'm not sure where to start because there's so many financial angles to this. But let, why don't we start with what I was mentioning earlier with just airlines in general. Maybe start there and then we'll go to Boeing specifically. Warren Buffett sold off a bunch of his airline stocks and yet you're seeing airline stocks now sharply rebounding here and uh, one other piece that you and I had talked about before this news hit on Wednesday was a piece, an opinion piece saying that Buffett has it wrong here and airlines are something that we should all be buying. Yet over on my Stacking Benjamin show, David, we talked to a guy who, who you also know, Phil Town and Phil Town was big steady hell no when it comes to air Airlines. So when it comes to, where do you come down on airline stocks? What, what's, what's going on? Well, I don't know. I mean, a couple of things. When Buffett says he sold, he sold all, all of it. The article reference said he was afraid, which, which is silly. Like Buffett sold because he sees a business under tremendous stress where airline traffic is about 88% below where it was last year. And you and I were talking, you know, what would it take to be to get on a plane again? I mean, Boeing and yesterday announced they're working with academics and airlines to figure out how does the, the coronavirus spread on a plane? They don't know that. They, they have no idea how, how likely you are to be infected. And, and as a result, people are staying away. Now, it's not like people are never going to travel again. But with any with any stock, what's the right price? And with that level of uncertainty, it's very difficult to say airlines are cheap or airlines are expensive. And I think that's why Buffett sold, because the uncertainty was so high. He couldn't determine whether things, what, whether they were attractive or not, because we have no idea how the airline industry will, will come out. 
I've always thought for uh, for a long time that there's two things that drive uh, stock prices, and you wrote a book about th- th- this this whole topic, so you know a lot more about it than I do. But I've always thought that there is that there's data, right? There's fundamental or even technical data driving stocks, but but a lot of that technical data gets to a bigger thing, which is news. And it seems to me then what you're saying is that this is it, it, airlines are going wherever they're going right now, based on news, much more than they're based on data. Would you say that's true? No, I I would say that it's both. I mean, what drives stocks is what's the cash flow they're generating? So their dividends, their profits, how are those dividends growing, that cash flow growing, and what are investors willing to pay for that cash flow? The dividends are going away. I mean, they they took $50 billion in bailouts from the government. There there is, I mean, they're, they're leaking cash flow. They've had to cut, you know, most of their planes aren't flying anymore. They're still having to pay leases on that. But that doesn't and, make a stock go up, though. I mean, that doesn't make the no, stock make, go, the, the stock no, go north. up is what people are willing to pay. I mean, people right. are willing to pay. But what are you paying for when you buy stock? You're paying for cash flow, for earnings. And you need, you know, financial analysts that, that manage stocks want to be able to figure out, well, what earnings, what are earnings going to be? Now, you and I aren't going to buy airline stocks because we don't spend our day figuring out, is it the right price? Because we don't do earnings models. Buffett does earnings models on airlines and doesn't like to buy something where he doesn't have certainty about the cash flow. But, 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 and I but, think but, that's why he sold. But then maybe maybe you didn't understand my question because airline stocks are going up, as you know. And my point was was that I think they, that news news is drives short-term stock prices and oh, data absolutely. drives it. Right. It's it's it, you're saying it's all news based. It's not data based because you're saying we don't know what the hell the data is even telling us. Oh, there, there's not enough saying, good right. data. So so you, I think what you're saying is it's just going up based on news or, or is it going up based on people who saw it fall so far and they think somehow it's got to come up because you know in this opinion piece that we didn't reference for today's show but 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 because we decided that Boeing, I decided that Boeing was something we need to talk about more specifically. The gentleman talked about some very smart investors on Wall Street getting back into airline stocks. But my question to you is based on based on what? Well, he, he said that there was a bunch of insiders buying and then he gave estimates. You know, three of the five airlines, nobody was buying, like company management. Those that were buying bought $10,000 worth, which, you know, isn't exactly a huge <laughs> commitment. There was 600,000 of Delta bought, but yes, stocks rise on news because the only reason you buy a stock is because you think the price will go up. And so then you have to decide, all right, why will the price go up? And the reason why you think a stock's price will go up is because you think the current price is wrong. If you believe markets are efficient and they've, they've priced in the good news and bad news, then the price is priced correctly. So if you're gonna take a flyer on airline stocks, you're saying the market consensus is wrong about airlines. And because people believe it's wrong, it's gone up. You have more people going in and pushing up the price. There's, there's more demand for it. Gotcha. Well, getting and getting back to that, uh, the, the idea of news versus data, it seems like if, if Boeing has financial analysts, which they must have, and they have projections on how things are going to do, this news of Boeing now going to involuntary layoffs, David, tends to show me that that the people making airplanes don't think it's going to get better anytime soon. Otherwise, wouldn't they have kept these people on? Well, no. I mean, (laughs) if capacity has dropped 90 percent, 
And so you have a lot of empty airlines parked in Arizona and California, just, just sitting there. It's kind of hard to sell new ones. So it, it yeah, it, it's a very difficult uh, period for the airline industry. One of many that they've had over the years. So it, it isn't like this is new. The uh, let's let's talk a little bit then not about um, about Boeing uh, stock. Let's talk about Boeing employees. If you're a Boeing employee right now, well, what do you say to Boeing employees with all this news coming out yesterday? Well, exactly what he said. <laughs> Thanks for your service. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, you get a little more for unemployment benefits because Congress passed a three trillion dollar aid package for uh, for workers that were laid off so that, so that helps but i guess it depends on what you, what you did at boeing but i mean it, there were 20 million jobs lost last month the estimate is across the country the unemployment rate in may will be over 20 percent, and that will continue for months ahead i mean obviously some are starting to come back to work but it, when you have this big a hit to the economy it can take months to recover and but uh, hopefully the, they'll find uh, something new. Yeah, I really think uh, that um, this is definitely a time, whether it's Boeing or or any place that you work, having that having that resume up to date. I was on a call earlier talking about just the importance of LinkedIn lately. You know, I mean, understanding how LinkedIn works now probably isn't the time to learn that, but it's better than trying to figure it out six months from now. You probably should have learned how all that ecosystem worked a year or two ago, but man, not knowing now and trying to just get your feet wet with uh, the idea of online networking, I think is, uh, is, is going to be a difficult thing for some people. No, you're right. No, LinkedIn's a great resource. They've uh, they've been a long-term sponsor of my podcast. So LinkedIn Jobs, nice. LinkedIn Learning. So uh, you can uh, you can check it out. But you know, I actually, Joe, I actually updated my resume for the first time uh, a month or so ago, uh, in the first time in really seven years. So there was because you know, LinkedIn Learning one or LinkedIn Jobs wanted me to try their platform out. So I'm just looking for you know podcasting jobs. Well, head of Apple Podcasts was open. Like that was an open position. I thought, hey, I like to run Apple Podcasts. So I, I did my resume and I, I applied and never heard back. I, which is, you know, that's so disappointing because if you ran Apple Podcasts, maybe we'd score that big feature spot once in a while. Like if somebody I well, knew was- That was part, I just wanted an interview so I could figure out how- <laughs> How do you get to be the featured spot? So. <laughs> uh, we we have fun doing this live on Facebook. If you want to hang out with us while we make the show, it's facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins, the Stacky Benjamins Facebook page. And uh, lots of discussions about riding on airlines today. Adrian said, my cousin was in a full flight, full in all capitals, back to Louisiana where she lives. She was not happy about it. Some of the people around her were scared about getting infected. In fact, she also says uh, later on in the chat, flight attendants weren't even wearing masks, said, I'm not flying anytime soon. I think it's stories like that that make me wonder until we have some sort of vaccine, David. I mean, how can you, how, how do you know what's going to go? It, it seems to me that it'd be impossible to evaluate the airline. If my job for Goldman Sachs was to evaluate airlines right now, I don't know. I don't know how I do it. You would you would guess. I mean, the airlines are not giving, or many companies aren't giving any type of forward guidance, and and all you would do is look at passenger traffic to see 
whether it's improving or not. And and you want to see you know, that the, the CDC came out with new estimates of mortality rate for COVID-19, including those were, that were symptomatic and asymptomatic. And and they say it, their estimate is 0.4 percent. And for people younger, it's 0.05 percent. And so if that's truly the case, then then you start to wonder, well, maybe maybe I should get on a plane and fly to Bali. So but until we have more understanding of this disease, the pandemic, the true mortality rate, mortality rate, the true uh, the extent the antibodies and things like that, immunity. Yeah, I'm not getting on a plane and I think a lot of people are not. But eventually they will because we will know those things and you can assess your risk. And that's the biggest thing with, with a pandemic. You don't know what the probabilities are. It's completely uncertain. Once we know the probabilities, like we do when we're driving a car, we know that one out of 5,000 people die in a car accident each year. Then we can assess and say, okay, I'm willing to take that risk to drive to the mall. Well, I got to say, hopefully, uh, hopefully we figured out by the end of November so that when I go to Bali, it's all solved. And I know that being on a plane for 27 hours or whatever amount of time. I'm going to be super healthy. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, Jim hanging out with us. Speaking of alumni of the show here on Alumni Week, J- Jim uh, Wang from Wallet Hacks. Jim says the stock market's popularity contest, but there's still underlying financials involved and you should be valuing stocks based on future earnings. As an investor, David, do you look for those times when it seems like the current news is driving stuff so that you do get that inefficiency? Well, I don't invest in individual stocks, so I'll invest in asset classes. And you know, in a typical bear market, and what's been unusual about this time is when earnings are collapsing, when the economy is in a recession, stocks fall 45% on average. That has not been the case this year. Stocks are, and we'll talk about it in our second article, stocks are, are rising even though earnings are falling. Uh, Liz Saunders, who's the chief investment strategist at Schwab, posted a chart the other day. The correlation between earnings and the stock market is about 0.9%, which means that they both go up at the same time. They both go down at the same time, typically. This cycle during the pandemic, it's been the exact opposite. The correlation's been negative 0.9. Oh, wow. Stocks wow. have continued to go up while earnings are absolutely collapsing, as are other aspects of the economy. And you know what's driving that? People believe, I, I suspect, it's going to be a V-shaped economy, that mortality rates aren't as bad as people have said. And the government spent $3 trillion, and the Federal Reserve spent $5 trillion buying different asset types and lending to businesses and providing aid. This It's times like this that drive value investors crazy, I think. Oh, absolutely. You would, you would hate to, it's just, you know, especially if you look at the top five stocks make up 20, 20, 25% of the S&P, Amazon, Microsoft. And I mean, that's that's what's leading the market up so far. And so, and for a healthy market, you need to be more broad-based. You need more stocks participating, including value stocks. Hopefully we'll eventually get there. Uh, uh, Ray hanging out with us today uh, and brings up another company uh, that's had a lot of trouble like Boeing. He says, speaking of airlines, what do you think about GE? I mean, a company already in trouble before this, uh, David, I, um, what's your take on GE? I know that they make aircraft engines <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Boeing laying off people is not good for their business. I don't, you know, I don't follow a GE. 
my my stepdad worked for GE for many years, and uh, I told him right before he retired, like, get the heck out of GE stock. You have way, way too much in. And and at that right after that, it, it plummeted about 50 percent. And so it, it's again, when you're buying an individual stock, you're saying the market's wrong. I mean, that that is your view. And you have to decide, OK, do I know more than all these analysts that are covering GE? Most investors are, are better off focusing on buying baskets of stocks or index funds or ETFs because there you don't have to decide whether the stock is priced correctly because you're buying that basket and some will be priced right and some will be undervalued and you'll benefit from the overall growth in the economy. In just a moment, Dave and I are going to have our takeaways, but first got to say a big thanks to Acre Trader, investing in farmland simplified. The reason that I uh, like Acre Trader is because of the fact that I grew up in farm country. And uh, one thing that I got an early understanding of was that being a farmer is hard. However, we always are going to need farmers and there is an ever decreasing supply of farm land out there. It doesn't make it right for everybody. You think about if you're going to buy farmland, your money's tied up and that's why it's only available to accredited investors. But however, when you compare it to things like gold, as an example, that a lot of people buy during downturns, uh, there's an interesting story to be there that can be told for the right investor. Are you the right investor? I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that. I do know, though, that uh, the story is compelling about why farmland, the, their investment opportunities out there. I also like the fact that Acre Trader is based in Northwest Arkansas, right in the breadbasket, and uh, these guys, these guys know land. So AcreTrader.com forward slash MWF for more on Acre Trader, one of the oldest investment classes in existence um, that uh, powers powers America. Speaking of that, I'm kind of hungry. So <laughs> I haven't had time to eat today, and I'm talking about farmland. I'm not even thinking about farmland. I'm thinking about corn. Thinking about how delicious that would be right now. Uh, uh, what's our takeaway from this piece about Boeing today, David? Uh, my takeaway is only buy Boeing stock if you have some insight as to how you think it's it's going to do. And surprisingly, I actually considered buying Boeing stock last last year after the the seven thirty seven Max crash, and I started looking at it and I thought, what am I doing? I don't buy individual stocks, so it can be very tempting to do that. And I I had no idea whether Boeing was cheap last year, and it turns out there was a pandemic that made it even cheaper. And so, if you're going to buy individual stocks, be be confident in your analysis and that the consensus of investors is wrong so that the stock price can go up over time. Yeah, my takeaway uh, similarly is th the discussion that we had about the difference between investing on news and investing with data. And I think it's really important if you are going to invest that you're investing uh, using data and not getting caught up in, in headlines. I found that whenever I have decided to buy individual stocks based on headlines, um, it didn't turn out well when I have invested ever based on data. Um, I, I had a much, much better experience. Um, so, so don't, you know, we, we saw all kinds of stories, David, uh, a few weeks ago when oil went negative and how amateurs just got smoked, just got smoked because they thought it was this great opportunity and they didn't know what the hell was going on and they got caught up in the headlines and, uh, and it didn't work out so well.
Exactly. Right. Uh, they thought they were buying a barrel of oil, and, and it turns <laughs> out they, they <laughs> that well, futures are very different than buying a barrel of oil. <laughs> well, what's funny is is that you get caught holding that future, and there's a knock on your door, and there's a truck out back. <laughs> <laughs> now you're bathing in oil. You got no idea how it well, works. Right. They want you to take delivery. And it's like, there's nowhere to deliver to because nobody wants it. Yeah, not my, good. Not pretty. Let's fill my swimming pool. I don't know. Uh, uh, David, what's coming up on Money for the Rest of Us? Uh, this week on Money for the Rest of Us episode uh, we just released is on Ray Dalio. He's got a new book coming out on the changing world order. And so we're going to look at his views on what causes empires, nations to rise, and nations to fall, including his view that the U.S. is on a definite decline, will lose its reserve currency status, and we'll look at what we should do about that. Yeah, I find it, Ray Dalio, very interesting lately. He's been uh, fairly vocal, um, and it's and it's super interesting. And I think he's a guy that you that you don't listen to at your own expense, you know? No, I think, I think um, yes, there's been a number of billionaire investors recently that uh, have discovered they like to write even more than they thought they did. So they're, they're writing all kinds of stuff. So All right, David's back with us tomorrow. We've got a great piece from the New York Times uh, talking about the difference between the stock market and the economy. More on that tomorrow. On behalf of David Stein, I'm Joe Salci. I will see you back here tomorrow at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Money with Friends.